Over 200 years ago, the hillside shrine known as Escape Route of the South Wind was evacuated. Great Lady Hospitality, the volcano to the shrine's west, spat black stone and fire down into the pass, obliterating most of the shrine grounds. Escape Route of the South Wind sat abandoned as the lava cooled and the fires died out. About 70 years ago, it gained a tenant. He calls himself the Radiant Prince. Today, Cobb, Penelope, and Tissa are about to make his acquaintance. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I am Cap, your game master and host. And you know what? I'm going to let you guys do your own intros this time. I'm pushing you baby birds out the nest. I'm Nick, and I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm Kirsten, and I think I'm learning to fly. Maybe. I'm Kathleen, and I am definitely tumbling. And that's okay. I'm okay with this. Beautiful. I'm so proud of two-thirds of you. (laughs) I I need to be a lot more careful these days. I seem to wind up almost dead a lot. There's even a little note on our refrigerator whiteboard, though, celebrating the fact that I'm not. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Nick's not dead, everybody. So last time we encountered Cobb, Tissa, and Penelope, they were on their way into the jungle to look for um, look for the ship that um, Marcus has intimated he is willing to trade you for the book you found in the hold of the Barrel Green. A ship that I want a lot. Yeah, a ship that Cobb wants a lot. You encountered... A little doughy creature with um, very many rainbow feathers, sunset-colored feathers. And you guys are now on the path to the ancient hillside shrine mentioned on the map. Yeah, didn't we just wander into a clearing full of those things, or was that not the implication? Yeah, you guys came across a clearing with the same sunset-colored... Feathers waving from the undergrowth. Mm. And just past it, the crumbling remnants of an old shrine. Cobb is looking forward to seeing what is in the shrine. Although probably nothing. It's been here for a while. Can we go around and, and go to the back side of the shrine? I mean, yeah. I guess that would... This was just going to do first an understanding role to see if she uh, knows what those things are, and she doesn't. Okay, great. <laughs> Very good. I'm going to do a sensitivity tracking, I guess it would be, for like uh, to see if I can see a path that, or like, an easy path to the yeah. backside of the shrine. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. Roll me some dice. I'm not great at either, but let's see. Oh, huh, two successes. Oh, good. Yeah, two successes will tell you that the sides of the structure are difficult to pass because it's right in kind of a pass between two mountains. And a portion of this of one side of the shrine and most of the shrine grounds have been just flattened by uh by lava, long cooled. Mm. All right, guys. Um, it's pretty warm was... out here on the lava flats, ain't it? Oh, yeah. 
if there was anything here, it's long since gone. Um, I don't think we need to really go into the shrine. We, oh, yeah. hmm? we Want me to did. read to you from my notes? Go ahead. Okay, it's storybook time. Escape Route of the South Wind is a one-floor structure surrounded by stone walls and lava flats. An overgrown garden with an enormous tree dotted with white star-shaped flowers shadows the shrine, and a path of stepping stones peeks out of the carpet of vegetation beneath your feet. There's Come on, there's like a tree right there. Cobb is going to, um, I guess, readjust his backpack so that way it's a little more comfortable and walk up to the shrine. He's he's curious. He wants to see what's going on in here. All right. Might as well go along with. Okay. So you guys walk along the ancient stepping stones into the shrine through a stone doorway that is... How tall are you guys? I don't know that we've... I think we established that Penelope is pretty tall, that Cobb is just a big old boy. And I don't think I had a height in mind for Tissa, but I'm going to say that she's not tall, just to be different. Okay. Because this is, like, this is probably, like, a little below Tissa height. The shrine is old enough that, like, either people were were shorter or it was built so that a person wouldn't walk in at kind of full height. Mm. But you guys you guys do have to duck to get in. Mm. And roll me, give me some sensitivity rolls and tell me what skill you're using. Hmm. Um, Cobb's just rolling sensitivity because he's kind of just like taking things in and not really paying a lot of attention. Okay. Mm, Cobb got nothing. I'm going to do sensitivity humanity. Um, what would this shrine, like, is there any signs of, like, what it was used for? Okay. Um, okay. And then I'm going to do sensitivity tracking. I think that, like, are there any other interesting critters about? Okie doke. What do you have? I have one success and one edge. Okay. If you keep the edge success, your information will be missing kind of a key component. Uh, if you if you keep the edge success, Cobb won't understand or care. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying the difficulty is more than one? I'm I'm saying this has kind of got a bit of a scaling difficulty, and I will give you okay, some of the fair. information, but... Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. So what you notice is, first of all, that this floor has been swept. It doesn't look dusty at all, um, as if the place is currently being maintained. There are deep grooves in the floor as if somebody had shoved a real big couch, been rearranging the furniture all over the place. You do not see any signs of human presence. Kristen, what did you get? I got one-edge success. (laughs) I'm not even going to engage with them. (laughs) You said you were rolling uh, tracking? 
Oh, no, I was— No, humanity. Yes. Yeah. Humanity? Yeah. Yes. Um, I think if you keep the edge success, the information I give you is going to be strictly ancient. It's going to be what this place was built for. Okay. Mm, yeah. That's good to know something. This was originally a religious site. This was a shrine. Perhaps where offerings were made. Um, ancestor worship has long been practiced in most of the Coral Coast. And many such shrines exist and have existed in the jungle. Okay. So I, I may have encountered one that's, uh, while well, I've been here, that has a s- similar... Um, yeah. There's a small one in the Checkerboard Lodge. Um, kind of any establishment you've been in will usually have kind of a small corner dedicated to just a little shrine. Okay. Coral Coast is really big into genealogy. Yeah. And you can't they put have that to genealogy. import all of their cotton, though. You lost me. Don't worry about it. It was a jeans pun. Oh. Shouldn't it be denim and not cotton? Well, shouldn't you be denim? What is the plant that denim is made out of? Uh, the denim plant, obviously. Look, I won't have you speak so glibly about the tuxedo of my people. <laughs> So there you go. It's oh, speaking uniform. of, okay, listeners, give yourself a treat. Look up early 2000s Justin Timberlake with Britney Spears, and you will be amazed at their beautiful, beautiful outfits. Oh, they are, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful picture. Yeah, Do our it. entire nation wept. <laughs> so... You guys advance a little bit further into the old shrine, and this was never a particularly large building. There are There's a path leading straight forward. There are rooms off to the side. Um, you can hear a swishing sound from off the path to the left, and you can see sunlight from off the path to the right. Does the, the swishing, swishing sound sound like, like a- that... Um- the, the creature we encountered earlier? Sounds like denim running past itself. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is, um, it's not quite the same sound as the creature you encountered earlier. It sounds like somebody's sleeping. Oh, okay. Uh, is someone taking care of the shrine here? I'm not sure. I I don't see any any people about, but hmm. Oh, uh, one is there. There's is there a roof on the shrine, or is that all kind of worn away? There is a roof on the shrine, although oh. the amount of sunlight flooding in from the right implies that not all the roof is there. Fair. Enough. So I roll good when I'm not counting on it. Um, here's an understanding roll: is the it's likely that someone would come out to uh, maintain a shrine like this? Mm, probably not. Um, it's it's far off the beaten path. It's not like there was a roadway or even like a walkway leading to it. Huh. Well, hmm. um. if someone's here, they could be another traveler. Find us. You know, they found a spot that's comfy and 
Mm. If you yeah, and they're, and they're sweeping. Uh, oh. But, uh, oh, well, I didn't. I uh, Penelope looks down and notices yeah, the look, floor. Uh, it, mm, I guess they've probably heard us anyway, right? Would it. Do you. Uh, I don't think we were trying to be super subtle. Tissa is kind of like a little bit agitated, sort of like grabs her pack a little bit and is like kind of drumming her fingers like, uh, and is like, okay, fine. And walks around the corner to see what's going on. Hello, is, is anyone, uh, is anyone around? What you see when you round the corner is more little creatures like the ones that you encountered on the way here. They're little, they're um, like, some of them are baguette sized, and they're just kind of swishing their feathers along the floor. Long baguette or stumpy baguette? Stumpy baguette. So they look like juveniles? I mean... They look like baguettes. I don't... Yeah. With wings. (laughs) They're adorable. Do wing baguettes ex- exhibit uh, neoteny? That's a mystery to us. Yeah, it's true. We're not biologists. Yeah. Here's what you do know. They sweep floors. They, like, rotate them little their little selves against the floor and sweep up the dust. Oh. And one of them stops sweeping to float up to you guys. Hello. Tissa kind of takes a step back because she knows what happened last time. Not that that's going to help. It watches for a second. And then um, instead of doing what it did when it encountered you on the path, it kind of skirts around you. It almost seems to shuffle awkwardly in midair to get through the door around you guys. And then hurries down the hall. Hmm. Wait. Wait, they're sweeping the place up? That's adorable. We have to go see what else they're doing. Uh, you know what? Okay. Right. Cobb is going to head ahead after the winged baguette. I'm going okay. to move. I'm going to move like I would in. When I would. Like, if I was in a, a herd of cattle. Calmly, slowly. They know I'm here. They don't seem to mind. And yeah, not going to make any sudden movements or. Hmm. Um, speaking of which, you guys hear a scraping sound from the entrance. Oh. What kind of door was it we went through? Or was was there a door on it? Yeah, there was a door. It was kind of a kind of a shorter than people sized door. Wood door? No, it, it was just an open space. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay, so it's not a door shutting. Uh, mm. was was that who made the scrapings? Ooh. Yeah, let's go. Let's go check out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of take a peek. Big, big guy. We're going yeah. back this way real fast. It's it's Pollyanna. She's really trying to get in here. She's trying very hard to get in here, and it's not really working. And her antlers are scraping against oh, the door. No. Oh, oh no! Oh <laughs> no! And she looks so pissed at you. She looks incredibly mad at you right now. Here, um, why do, how, how, oh, I guess, yeah, she wouldn't really be able to get through. Um, we'll be, we'll be out soon. Um, here, shh, shh, it's okay. 
left. If you just wait out front, we'll be right out. I'm so sorry. This is not the most convenient place to get into. I know it's a uh, it's a bit of a duck. Uh, she kind of she kind of snorts at you. Um, as usual, your horse whisper bullshit has had little to no impact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so bad at it. <laughs> she does not care. You're her best friend, and she loves you, but she does not care. <laughs> uh, I get a little like I have little snacks that I, I offer her, but she. I think that she likes them, and she probably takes them just because, for my sake. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. you go. There you go. All right, we'll be we'll be out soon. I I we'll be out soon. She locks eyes with you and backs out, maintaining eye contact the whole time. Oh yeah, like, absolutely maintaining eye contact the whole time. <laughs> <sighs> so I assume that. Cobb probably didn't turn back and is still on his way down and is like, uh, what are these two doing? Is that the Nick, is that the truth? Um, he's not as dismissive about it, but he is totally following the winged baguettes. Okay. He knows that he he knows that those two can take care of themselves. He has never seen anything that would give him that impression. <laughs> <laughs> he is um <laughs> He's sure of it. He just is. Uh, okay, well. Maybe it's heat stroke, but. <laughs> Man, you never realize how regular your laughs are until you see them in audacity, huh? It is interesting to see the human voice as it ebbs and flows. Okay, no, sorry. I'm done getting distracted by waveforms, I promise. So you follow the winged baguette into the the main area of the shrine. This is a room roughly the size of an airport Tim Hortons. Go on. Or I guess like like an air I guess an airport Starbucks. <laughs> like No, I've, I've been I've been to Timmy's. I know what it looks like. But yeah, and um <laughs> it's it's just like a it's a much larger room than the rest of the shrine, and you could probably settle a dozen people in here pretty comfortably, but it's not by any means palatial. The winged baguette flies immediately up to the altar, and seated on the altar is the figure of a young man. He is slender and not particularly tall, He's seated directly on the altar, and he is wearing a long robe made of sunset-colored quills. Oh, uh, sorry about that. Didn't know this was your place. Didn't think anybody lived out here. My apologies. He looks at you, and the altar suddenly moves drags itself across the floor with him riding it right up directly to you. It's quite a fancy chair you've got there. (laughs) (laughs) So the figure on the shrine kind of, um, kind of looks up at you because like he's both seated and he's not particularly tall. So you're much larger than he is. And he says, Hello. Hi. What have you brought me? 
Uh, brought you? Well, um, Cobb kind of caught in basically a, a new person's house that he forgot a gift for. He's just like, well, um, give, give me just a moment. And, and he kind of roots around in his pack and finds, um, we'll say probably like, probably a wineskin full of something. And, and he, he pulls it out and says, uh, here, a, uh, a nice tipple for the Lord of the house. Prince, he corrects, but he takes it nonetheless. And, uh, Prince, my apologies, your highness. And he, he nods at that. That is, I don't know if that registered for him as being anything, but a thousand percent sincere. And one of the little daemons hurries up to him and it has in its mouth the pastry that Penelope gave it. And he reaches his hand down and he places it in, and the creature places it in his hand. And kind of blinks at this and, is this also part of your offering? Uh, certainly. Are they your friends? And Cobb kind of motions to the little winged baguettes. These are my courtiers. Oh, well, uh, yes, we did We did give it to them. If it is, if they would then pre- uh, give that gift to you, then certainly. I don't see why not. And he, he sits back on his throne and he takes a bite of the pastry and takes a drink from the wineskin and looks up at you again. And you notice that his eyes have that peculiar sunset hue that the quills of his retainers have. And then he looks over your shoulder at the approaching Tissa and Penelope. Oh, hello. Um, sorry to intrude. Uh, how are you? I'm Penelope. Oh, yes. Uh... Prince, these are my uh, these are my traveling companions, uh, Tissa, and as she introduced herself, Penelope. Again, I, I do apologize for 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 us rudely barging in here. We did not we did not think anyone uh, still lived out here. I guess we were wrong. So, does anybody in here have spirits? I forget. No, I, I do focus, not. Not spirits. Heck no. You know what? Make me some convincing sensitivity rolls. Or some understanding rolls. I got two successes and an edge on just an understanding. Okay. Um, two successes is going to be enough. I don't think we need to worry about the edge. Um, you are standing in front of a noble demon. A creature that is nearly on the level of a god if not for a myriad of uh, flaws and hang-ups. <laughs> Eccentricities. Eccentricities. Yeah, big, yeah, big mood. Um, the creatures that you have seen are likely um, lesser daemons, creatures that orbit the noble demons and seek to do their bidding. Noble demons barely recognize humanity kind of even as existing and um, the radiant prince 
because that is his rank, looks at you and asks, and what have you brought me? Penelope pipes up and says, we have brought you food and we will do a performance together. I see. So you've brought your presents? And, and, and some food as well, yes. He kind of looks at the bite taken out of the the pastry that the creature brought him. I don't actually need to eat. But if you've brought yourselves... And he kind of, um, again, both he and the altar surge backwards. And they move of their own accord, leaving just deep scrapes in their wake. And... He raises an arm and a slab of stone rises from the floor to cover your the entrance that you got to, guys took. Oh. Well, if somebody does want to hear me sing, and Cobb is like get like taking his accordion out of his backpack. I I w- I whispered to hmm. Tissa, I'm like, Tissa, I spoke too soon, I'm sorry. <laughs> and He looks at you and says, you know, I don't yet own any singers. Or at least I haven't for a long time. This way. And he extends an arm and that long cape flutters behind him. And a slab of stone from behind the altar disappears. And... What is behind that slab of stone shines in the limited light. There is a sound of wind and a beam of sunlight that illuminates what could best be described as a treasure hoard. This way. Normally people don't want me going to uh, seeing the treasure hoard. Alright. This is this is where my offerings go. This way. Cobb uh, Cobb Cobb follows along for now, keeping an eye on the uh wonderful shiny things. Um, um nothing good happens from saying no to a noble demon prince, right? Probably not. Um they can be tricked, um, sometimes. Usually they're quite single minded and can be bargained with. They are not particularly treacherous, if only because they acknowledge their own word as utterly supreme. But no, yeah, saying saying no is probably not really a great idea. Besides, you promised him yourselves. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I meant a performance. That's what Penelope gets for interrupting. Hmm. And so Tissa's going to shuffle along. Yeah, I guess we'll... Uh, should, should, we, should we follow? Um, I, I say to the prince, like, because he motioned for Cobb, so I'm... Oh, yes, please do. All right. This way. Um, 
Is this where we're where we will um, put on the put on the show? This is where my offerings go. The offerings of a performance, or of money, or of jewels, or anything else that is brought to me, goes in the room. All right. So we have the the food and the performance that we are bringing to you. Mm-hmm. In the room. Are you? And he turns to look at you slowly, and the altar turns with him. Are you? Rescinding your offering? No, we're 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 moving to to the to the room. Oh, good. Where 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 we will give the performance and the food? It has been a long time since I owned any performers. What are the uh, spell pieces in this area? Okay, so. Um, the spell pieces in this area are vivid, ancient, color, spine, and danger. There are also hidden spell pieces if you want to make a roll to find those. Make the good roll, Tissa. Uh, one success. Um, one success will give you haunt. The word haunt is also present here. So do you guys get in the hole? I guess we're we're continuing on to where the where we will be giving the performance. That's our offering. No, I've got I've got an idea. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, here, here. Yes, we will we will place the performance in the vault, and the spell I would like to cast is speaking haunt. And what I want the spell to do is, um, I want the the chamber to recite a story. So the the story is going to be inside the chamber because mm. it's an offering. Okay. I'm going to ask for at least five scatter from you if this is actually um, going to convince him to accept that as a substitute. Because... Yeah, no, this is a um, big deal. He just wants to acquire objects. Like, he just wants to acquire objects. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, that's Um. literally all he wants to do is acquire objects. And um, somebody in the party has decided you guys are the object he wants. So, <laughs> uh, um, um, I can add uh, wind to it to make it like, to maybe to make it like louder and more encompassing in the chamber, and um, also uh, I'm going to have my special lasso that will blow in the wind to be doing a rodeo trick all the time. Now, refresh my memory. Have you said on mic that this was the performance skill you took? I don't believe it was on mic. I think it was before we started recording. And so you all were the very- things I said... <laughs> I do remember saying that the performance was going to be released, though, at some point. God, I just... 
I, Kirsten, Kirsten, you are my friend and I love you, but you're the worst, <laughs> actual worst. You're the pits. <laughs> this is why I dunk on you all the time because you take performance rope tricks. Okay, so have you got a memory point to spend on that cord? I do. I do, I do. Okay. Yes. Okay. So a wind blows into the chamber. It comes from that hole where the beam of sunlight is illuminating the treasure hoard, and it circulates around the room, around and around in circles, and... As it does, it kind of lifts images from the wall, shadows of people ducking into the room, heads bowed uh, to pray, to make offerings, to lay offerings at the altar, not for a demon, but for departed loved ones and ancestors whose guidance they needed. There are people dressed in resplendent robes, flanked by attendants, piling heaps of gold on this table. And there are people leaning heavily on canes, traveling up alone, dressed in rags, and all of them come here. They lay what they have on the altar. Once upon a time, there were attendants in this shrine. It was full of life. There are images of people dressed in the stately robes of an ancient priestly caste, talking, laughing, taking these offerings from the altar with respect and placing them somewhere where they won't be seen to to decay and dissolve with time so that the place can remain eternal. And person after person tells their story of need, of sorrow, of desperation, and of, of finding comfort in this place they once called the escape route of the south wind. And all the images look up and they look to the west and some of them sigh, and some of them seem to panic. And one by one, the spirits leave. They hurry out. They usher each other out with hands on their spectral backs. And then the wind falls silent. And everything falls into decay. Until a bright red light appears near the entrance and glides into place at the altar. And slowly, little orange flecks separate themselves from this light and begin to spin around it in an orbiting dance. And it's beautiful. And it seems genuinely to have affected the prince. He is watching it kind of um, completely focused on it, as a matter of fact. So my question is, uh, Cobb, you're not actually involved in this spell, so what are you doing? 
Uh, Cobb is also watching along. Okay. So, the spell finishes, and everything fades away again, and the prince stops to look at you, and he looks thoughtful. And he doesn't quite seem to know what to say. Radiant one, you have, you possess history, history beyond imagining. I see. I suppose it is normal for creatures as limited as yourselves not to want to be confined to a vault. My other human offering said as much. Very well. I shall be disappointed to go back to having only one human offering, but... You have brought me something. And he motions again toward the door you came in through, and he turns away from it. By your leave, Radiant Prince. And Tissa is going to back out the door. Penelope well as well, with a, like, very, um, very reverently. Cobb uh, gives him a, a little sort of, I guess, not really a salute, but kind of a... He would tip his hat if he wore one. And uh, and will also leave with everybody else. Okay. So, you guys, where are you guys headed? Uh, Tissa is going to try to go... Where, um, to back to where Pollyanna is with the full intention of breaking into a fucking run the second she has cleared the building. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, also, did he, he did accept my rope, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. God, I'm getting on a plane and I'm fucking throttling you. <laughs> I'm gonna, you're <laughs> the bits. Yeah, he seems to have been fine with the rope trick. <laughs> it was wonderful and beautiful. <laughs> uh, all okay, right, so. so you guys leave the shrine. And Tissa's absolutely making good on um, just, like, bolting. Yeah, I can, I can roll, like. No, there's, for that there's nothing to. trying to stop you. No, you're, you're. No, you guys are. Um, are you headed back to Hushwave? Uh, no, I'm. I'm. I think that I still want to go to the place where we were trying to get to in the first place. Yeah, we still actually do have a mission. You yeah. Know. The um. Please do not try and give us as gifts again, a eh, uh, Pollyanna. I just Penelope. Said- I said performance. I I thought that no performance. We do a little skit or something. And just, just, just let me do the talking next time, shall we? 
Oh, all right. All right. So regarding your guys's mission, you guys were headed into the jungle to inquire about an old abandoned shrine, which the engineer of the ship that Marcus was offering you had been interested in inspecting. Oh, fuck. There was a human, there was already a human offering. Fuck. Hmm? <laughs> what do you, there, there, uh, this, the, but, do, do I need to roll something to see if I know that in character? Um, <laughs> no, honestly, I liked that too much. Okay, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> there, there was already a human offering. The, uh, 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 the engineer was checking this place out. Oh. oh my god. That's why the ship is not back. Uh, oh no, what are we going to do? Uh uh, uh uh She points to Cobb. Sort of or like sort of gestures to Cobb. You seem to be doing okay. Um Believe me, this is this isn't the first time that I've dealt with somebody who could kill me with a thought. They're not always demons, but you know, you, you get used to that kind of thing, sort of. Usually, it's just the merchant houses. Why don't you guys um, return to this next week? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, memory time. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> Who wants to go first? <laughs> while while both myself and Cobb are very exhausted by it, the uh Penelope almost accidentally giving us away as like action figures was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that actually, Kirsten. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I have to admit that, like, when that came up, I kind of was experiencing some genuine dread. And, like, it took me a long time to figure, like, shit, what, what can I do here? I really like the solution you came up with. Like, I was going to jam you guys in the vault either way, but uh-huh. like, you did good. Yeah, that was a, that was a real good, uh good um, offering that did not involve human action figures. <laughs> Kirsten, what, if anything, do you remember? Ah, <laughs> uh, I like that they saved Penelope's butt. <laughs> also, that he accepted my rope. It's a very pretty rope. God, I don't. <laughs> I don't, and I never will. I know I just ended that on a real hostile note to one of my players, but thank you guys for playing with me. Thank you for being my playtesters, and thank you in the audience for listening to us. Um, Check us out at peachgardengames.com. You can download the manual and play along. We'd love to hear your stories, too.
Bye. Bye. Hopefully we won't get Bye. caught in another tryout. <laughs> but probably that's, we will. Oh, it's that's for sure going to happen though. Yeah. With Penelope along, how could you not? <laughs> God, I planned. I was like, have I planned this to be too straightforward? No. We we no. are. Penelope is going to be owing Cobb a lot of various knickknacks and other random objects by the end of this yardio. <laughs> you already owe him a turkey leg. You almost <laughs> owed him an accordion. <laughs> you are going to get such a bill at the end of this. <laughs> Uh, don't worry. She's good for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting on a plane. You're you're doomed. <laughs> <laughs>